Sunbird Sound Off Live on 790 ESPN with Eric Bentley begins now. Welcome everybody here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. We've got a fun show coming up for you here this afternoon. Starting off, we're going to talk with men's basketball coach C.J. Haydock on the start of the conference play for men's basketball. And then coming up a little bit later, we're also going to talk a little bit of swim and dive. We promise you everything in all sports here for Fresno Pacific. So we've got to deliver on that promise. We've had water polo. We've had volleyball. I mean, you, you name it. Well, we're going to talk Fresno Pacific sports. So we're going to talk swimming and diving a little bit. We're going to have head coach Adrian Alexander, which on alongside women swimming and diving player, Ramey Gordillo and Jan Bielecki from the men's swimming and diving. So, again, we, we tell you that you want all Fresno Pacific sports. You're going to get all Fresno Pacific sports. It's going to be a fun hour that we've got here this afternoon. Let's give you a little bit of an update here on things that have gone around throughout Fresno Pacific before we get to Coach Haydock here in just a minute. Sunbirds men's basketball team, they went on the road and they – were defeated by Biola and Azusa Pacific, though they did have a couple of standout performances by a couple of players. We'll talk with Coach Haydock about that in just a little bit. Women's basketball also opened up Pac West play this weekend. They also fell to Biola and Azusa Pacific. We won't talk with Coach Beauregard here this week, but we will still talk a little bit about women's basketball. Then obviously we will get into swimming and diving because we've got, like I said, Coach Adrian Alexander, which who's going to be in studio, joined by Ramey Gorito and Jan Balecki. So make sure that you stay tuned in for this Sunbird Sound Off Live. We'll take a quick break. We'll get CJ Haydock on the phone for men's basketball, and then we'll come back and talk some men's hoops right here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Sunbird Sound Off live on 790 ESPN. Welcome back here to the Sunbird Sound Off live. It's Eric Bentley here bringing you everything Fresno Pacific after I stumbled through that first segment. Hopefully, I've got enough left in the tank to here start things off with Coach CJ Haydock, who is joining us here for Fresno Pacific men's basketball coach. Uh, we were talking in the break. Your team's actually practicing right now, so you're taking time out of your day away from practice to uh, give us some insight on Fresno Pacific men's basketball. I mean, is there any is there anything more important than my dialogue with you? I'm gonna contend no. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate that. You guys are coming off of a, a starting conference play, and it was a tough start for you guys, probably not the start uh, that you envisioned. Uh, you lost two games to Biola and Azusa Pacific on the road. Tough road uh, start for you guys this season. You're not going to be back at the Special Event Center uh, until the 17th. Um, but just uh, from from a general sense, uh, talk about those two games and, and what you guys uh, were able to learn from those games against Azusa Pacific and Biola. Yeah, no question. I mean, the two best teams we've played so far, no question. Biola is the, the West favorite. Um, by a long shot, and uh, we compete on their floor. We shoot it really poorly. I think we were six of twenty-five from three, um, and uh, a couple defensive breakdowns, but generally a pretty decent defensive performance. Just a couple moments where some of our frustration on the offensive end seeps in there, and then you know just some offensive ineffectiveness. We're not consistently generating what we need to on offense. Uh, and then Saturday, we're competitive for a long time. And then uh, kind of the same story. We're not generating the right kind of threes. We're not shooting it well. Some of that offensive frustration starts to affect us on the defensive side of the ball. So there's some defensive grit and consistency where we can't let um, some of our offensive growth uh, derail us. And then, you know, we got to generate some we, – we got some issues on offense that we got to solve in terms of generating some ball movement, um, generating more consistent, specific types of threes. Um, some roles for our guys. So our guys have done a good job of attacking that the last couple of days, and, and we just have to keep being focused on getting better. Um, there's a really good basketball team in us, um, but it, it's not just going to happen naturally and organically. It's going to come from some very intentional um, growth and, uh, and development. So I know that, Coach, you and I have talked about the depth of this team. And again, I wasn't able to watch the games, but just looking at the box scores, um, you guys had a little bit of depth, but um, uh, you really had mainly two guys step up in Nate Kendricks and uh, Jaylani Watson-Gale, I beg your pardon, as far as the scoring goes. Um, so, so looking at the, the depth of your team, again, like I said, I know that we've talked about it, but, uh, um, um, what are you looking at for maybe some of those bench players or, or, or some of those role players, you know, to kind of step up and kind of find their role? Is that something where it's, we're a little bit still early getting to the midway point of the season and trying to figure things out or, uh, or, or, or are you confident that those guys know when they need to step up? Yeah, I mean, I would add, I think Darren Person's been really effective scoring the ball um, in his minutes. He's just, you know, we got him restricted still currently coming off of his ACL. Um, but he's been a consistent scoring threat. He just doesn't get the minutes to, to put up the big numbers like Jelani and Nate. And then, you know, we just we need shooting off of our bench. We have really good shooters who have not consistently made threes yet. I know those guys will make threes. Part of it is our responsibility to generate better ones with them. Um, but that's, you know, we got multiple guys off the bench that are capable of making a bunch of those any given night. And they just, we have not consistently done that. And I, I don't think that's their uh, blame to shoulder. I think that's, that's a collective effort. Um, I'm less concerned about getting multiple guys in double digits and more concerned with, we need, we need, you know, three or four guys at seven, eight, nine points. Um, and that's what was lacking this last weekend. All right, so coach, you you say multiple guys at six, seven, eight, nine points. You say you've been taking good shots, but they haven't necessarily been falling when you need them to. Is there any sort of uh, change that you make during practice? You know, maybe uh, you know an extra shooting drill or two or something like that, or are you kind of uh, fundamentally rooted and say, hey, this is kind of what we're going to do? I know my guys can ball. It's going to come when it comes. 
Yeah, so like from a coach's lens, the first thing when you have a when you have a challenge that you've got to solve, the first thing you go to is do we have a personnel issue, right? Is there someone else who can make those shots or have we miscast that guy, right? So that's your that's how your brain works first. We know based on the body of work from previous seasons, from fall practice, larger sample size than eight games like we have now, we know we have guys that make consistent shots. So then you attack it from two different lenses. What is the scheme issue or the challenge that is that is leading us to shoot poorly right now? And how can we make development um, adjustments? So I actually went through the last couple of days and charted all 221 of our three-point attempts on a year and charted six different categories. Down and ready, was it scripted or unscripted? Was it a good pass or a bad pass? Uh, was our spacing correct? How many paint touches was it off of? And I forgot the sixth one. But uh, <laughs> so there's some structural... So there's some structural scheme stuff that we've tried to attack with uh, in film with our guys and then on the court in some five on O and, hey, these are the ones we want. This is the pass we need to make. This is the balance we need to have. And then, yeah, we, we definitely are shooting it a little bit more this week and, and also just some real intentional reps. Hey, how's your balance? Are you down and ready? How's your shot prep? Um, that's been a huge em- emphasis for us the last few days. And, and once we get it right, it'll snowball for us. We will make those shots. We have great confidence in that. All right, so before we get back to, to the season, I got to ask you a little bit of a follow-up question there. Um, obviously, as it is with any coach, I know you know how it goes. You guys prep very, very seriously and very thoroughly. Um, how much pride, I guess I should say, do you take in prepping your guys uh, for the game plan, not just, I mean, not just for the game, but also in practice as well, you know, because – like you were saying, uh, it seems like, you know, obviously I know you take a lot of pride in that, but uh, what's it like as far as prepping specifically for a, a game? I know you've got Dominican coming up here on the road on Saturday. Yeah. So it starts like, I would say two weeks in advance is pretty typical. And then, you know, I've got an incredible coaching staff. And so uh, Daniel Dyke is our defensive coordinator. Nate McClurg is our offensive coordinator. And so any game that we go into, um the week leading up those guys are probably i would say 25 hours on average deep in terms of their prep for their side of the ball um it's my responsibility to kind of synthesize what they give me and and then deal with our team right so i do a lot more work with our film um every day in practice our guys get an edit from the previous day um all of those things and then i'm good for probably i would say about 10 hours of prep uh per game uh, for me personally. And then, you know, we got other assistant coaches that do a couple other things as well. And so um, you just, you just, we hate surprises. <laughs> we don't like things that our team has not seen or repped or that we're prepared for. Right. So you take this week as an example, last week we played Thursday, Saturday. Um, uh, we, we, this is finals week. So we gave them Monday off. We let them opt into individual workouts if we want to, if they wanted to, but get them in and out quick. And then yesterday, um, we started to do some things where it's you're trying to there's a balance, right? How do we get better with our collective growth as a team in terms of what we do most, what we call meat and potatoes, right? The things that we're we want to be best at, as well as prepping for what do we need for this specific game against Dominican? And there's like a tension there, right? We don't we don't want to over prepare for Dominican and be in trouble next week against Chaminade because we don't have uh, freshness and repetition and all those things. And so there's just always a, a tension there. And then, you know, the 48 hours, the, the two practices before a game um, are going to be pretty thorough in terms of this is what you're going to see from them. This is how we're going to attack it on offense. This is how, what we anticipate for them to do defensively for us. Um, you know, this is on, on this play we run. This is the specific read we want to really, really hunt 
Um, and if they take it away, here's B and C. Uh, yeah, the level of preparation in college basketball is, is insane. And if you're not incredibly thorough on that uh, portion of it, you, you cannot be competitive. Um, that's just the reality of, of 2021 in college basketball. All right, Coach, so we're talking with Coach C.J. Haydock of Fresno Pacific Men's Basketball. Coach, you mentioned uh, about taking finals and finals week, and that's something that kind of yeah, caught my attention. I remember when I was in school at Fresno State and I was doing team film for Fresno State football, I remember there was a bowl game. I had to go on the bowl game and film the bowl game, but I also had to take a final at the same time. As a coach, how do you deal with the, the academics and the practice and the game? How, how do you balance that all? <laughs> uh, our program motto is we say first things stay first, and so – um, that starts with really easy. We don't play this week until Saturday. Um, it's a single game week for a reason. That's by design because of finals week. Um, you know, we give a Monday off to, to focus on that. Last week we were on the road Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We had a couple study halls to prep for finals. And then, you know, the reality is this is year six for me uh, at Fresno Pacific. And we just, we recruit really good students. We recruit guys who want to embrace the challenge of being a student athlete. It's hard. Um, yeah. and we want to honor that it's hard. We want to meet them where they're at in terms of their mental and academic and emotional health. Um, but we also want them to, to grow through that. And so, uh, you know, we recruit really good students, um, and, and that helps a lot. They have good habits. They, they understand the balance. They understand the preparation. They understand when they're struggling procrastination-wise, um, all those things. So it's partially meeting them where they're at. Uh, I'll be honest, we were, we were bad in practice yesterday. Uh, and we just, you know, we kind of lived with it. Like, Hey, it's a Tuesday. They got finals brains. Um, you know, we'll, we'll live with that tomorrow. We'll challenge them as most, you know, about half our team finished up today. A couple have, uh, finals tomorrow, uh, still hanging over them, but, um, you, you, you just try, try to meet your team where they're at, um, and serve them and honor them. But you know, the reality is the wonderful thing about college basketball is, uh, you get to you get to choose your problem. So when you recruit good students, um, they generally are prepared for that. They understand the tension of that, um, and that makes our job a lot easier because we just have wonderful young men here. All right, so let's talk about a couple of those wonderful young men. Uh, and really, nowhere else to start off other than Nate Kendricks. We had Nate on the last time that you were on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. I believe that was two weeks ago when we were at uh, when we were at the Special Events Center. I don't know if there's some sort of uh, Sunbird Sound Off Live bump or, or something that gives somebody else some extra motivation, but... Uh, Boy, Nate Kendricks, even though you guys lost those two games, Nate Kendricks, uh, he played really well. Yeah, yeah. Nate's been the unsung hero of our team. You know what's funny about Nate? Um, I coached him in high school and then left and came to college and went back to recruit him, and we recruited him as a shooter. And uh, then on that first team when he was a freshman here, he just kind of fell into, well, we need someone to guard the other team's best player, best guard, best ball handler. And – uh and, and, you know, we had other guys who could score at that point. Uh, and they just kind of embraced that. That's We recruited him and told him, like, hey, we think you're going to be an all-league guard. We think you're going to be a scorer and all these things. And uh, in that first year, he just, hey, this is what we need from you. And he embraced that wholeheartedly. And I remember him articulating multiple times, like, I'm a freshman and I get the other team's best player and I get those reps. And that's who I want to be now. Like, I want to be the best defensive perimeter player in this league. And he really embraces that. And then, you know, to watch him the last three years develop and grow in other ways, um, you know, he's developed into a really physical downhill driver. 
Um, you know, I, I think we say he's six foot. I think that's probably generous. <laughs> and, and he's he's shooting. You know, he's, he's top ten percent in the league at field goal percentage around the rim. He's taken an absolute physical beating at the rim from these big six eight two hundred fifty pound guys, um, drawing contact and converting for us. Um, and you know, when you have a guard who gets downhill like that and flexes the defense and pressures the rim, it opens so many other things for your team. And then, and then, you know, he's still not shying away from, I, I still want to guard the other team's best guard. I still, I still want to sit in a stance and contest everything and fly around. And so, uh, you know, I think he's been, uh, underappreciated here the last couple of years in terms of how good a two-way player he is. Uh, and, and it's good to see him get some shine and, and, and recognition for that and, scored at an incredible rate and you know it just speaks to his selflessness his desire to win uh his toughness and his character and, and he's just a joy every day there's no question all right coach so um i know i've talked with you I, i've never played basketball competitively outside of intramural basketball when i was in college but just looking at this team it seems kind of like jaylani watson gale and nate kendricks are this year's Adrian Antunes and Amande Coleman. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Those are just my observations. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, you got to have guys that are your guys. Uh, you know, I think we go into every game. They're so different, Nate and Jelani. The thing they share in common is they're tremendous workers. They're super coachable. Uh, they're very selfless. Um, those are the, those are the traits they share in common, but you know, Nate's a really physical downhill driver. Uh, Jelani's a shooter first who can, who can stretch the floor and make stuff from anywhere and makes incredibly high degree of difficulty shots. Um, but yeah, you know, those guys, we know when we walk in every night, we have the best two guards in this game, uh, in terms of playmaking, in terms of scoring and all those things. And so, uh, you have to start with that consistent performance for them. And there's lots of things that they can keep getting better at. Um, and then, you know, the rest of our team kind of melds around them. And, and, and yeah, their consistency has been tremendous so far. All right. So you mentioned Darren Person Jr., obviously someone that you're close with and someone who has had a, an immediate impact on this program. Uh, talk a little bit about his production off the bench and what you've seen from him this season. Yeah, he's been really good so far. He's given us, a, you know, he's he's getting back to himself. We've tried to um, temper his own personal expectations. You know, with college athletes, when they come back from surgery, uh, they sit in that doctor's office and they hear they're cleared uh, and they think, I'm back. I'm ready. Let's go. And uh, we've walked out with multiple guys in our program. And, uh, you know, it's just been hard for him. He, you know, before he went down last year, he's one of our best two-way players um, in practice every day. And, uh, you know, right now we're trying to, to, to bring him along in appropriate way, not put too much of a burden on him. And I think, to be honest, he's exceeded where we thought he would be at this point in the season. Uh, but, you know, when you come back from those ACLs, in our experience, that's a, that's a three- or four-month of competing every day before you get back to that peak performance. So his, his best is still in front of him. His, his scoring, you know, like I said, we're holding him minutes-wise, but his scoring per 40 numbers are top 10 in the country. Uh, so he's being incredibly efficient. Uh, when he's playing and he's he's just figuring it out in terms of instincts and reaction he's doing all the right things he's in he's in here with me for film today one-on-one um, uh, trying to get better and so you know the growth of our team centers around a couple guys um, he is a big part of that in terms of how much better can he get get how much can he get his feel back how quickly can he integrate in all those things and get back to a higher minute load that that puts our ceiling of our growth as we go through the next couple weeks and months um, pretty heavy in terms of what he can do for us and, and how he continue to po- can continue to positively impact us. 
All right, Coach. So last one before we let you go. Obviously, we appreciate your time. Um, you started the season off 6-0, and but you dropped the first two games in conference play. Um, give us a little bit of a feel about how the team's feeling uh, for that last road game of the trip at Dominican before coming home to play Chaminade uh, on Friday, December 17th at the Special Events Center. Yeah, you know what I like about this team? Uh, that This might be the best collective um, ownership group that I've coached at Fresno Pacific. Uh, we had a really mature response to our loss to Azusa. Uh, there was a lot of uh, self-reflection and, hey, like, we get it. We know why we're here. There wasn't finger pointing or this guy or that guy or our coaches or any of that. There was just a lot of, hey, like, these are the things we have to get better at. There's a good collective buy-in at that. Uh, and, and there's just a maturity in terms of it's easy to panic, right? When you start off the way we did, and then you hit a little bit of adversity, you find out a lot about your team. And uh, I, I've just been really impressed with their ownership, their desire to get better. We got a lot of things to tighten up to compete at the top end of our league. I think that's the biggest realization we had last weekend. I don't think it was a shock to our coaching staff, to be honest. Um, but I've been really impressed with collectively – our own ownership, our guys each is looking in the mirror and saying, this is what I have to get better at offensively and defensively. This is what our team growth lies in ball movement, discipline on defense, consistent toughness. Um, there's just a good understanding of that and a good response to that. But you know, the, the, thing, the thing that's hard for 20, 21 year olds is they can attack that this week. And there's no promise that it's fixed in times for Saturday. Maybe it will be. But, you, you know, growth is on the other side of a lot of hard work with an unknown of how far it is. And so um, I think that's our responsibility to shepherd them to that in terms of, hey, guys, like, yes, you got the right perspective. And hopefully if we attack it with enough urgency, we'll have the breakthrough we need this week. But it also might be the week after or the week after. And all you can do is control your energy and your effort every day and your focus. And so um, I've been tremendously pleased with their ownership of that. And, and we just kind of have to lean into that. And, and there's a good basketball team a top end of the pack West uh, team within us. It's just whether we'll pay that price consistently. Sunbirds have dropped their last two, but they still are six and two overall on the season. They will be heading to Dominican this upcoming Saturday before they come back home to the special event center on December 17th to take on Chaminade coach CJ Haydock. Appreciate your time as always. Yep, appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Coming up next here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live, we're going to talk a little bit of swimming and diving as we've got head coach Adrian Alexanderwich alongside women's swimming and dive Ramey Gordillo and men's swim and dive Jan Bielecki. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk some swim and dive coming up next right here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. At Alpha Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Back the Birds on 790 ESPN. Welcome back here 
to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. You just heard from Coach C.J. Haydock of Fresno Pacific Men's Basketball. Now we're going to transition a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit of swimming and diving. We've got head coach Adrian Alexanderwich with us, and we've also got Ramey Gordillo, and we've got Jan Balecki. Did I get those names right? I'm I'm seeing two nods. Okay, so so I'm good with that. And I also saw you guys fist bump. So before I even get to coach, are you guys nervous about this at all? Well, what's going on? I saw a fist bump going on. Do you guys, are you guys colluding against me? Is there something I need to know? You guys got a plan against me? We're not nervous at all. It's just... Uh... <laughs> it's our first time, so <laughs> not notice. No, that's all right. We like to have fun here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. Sorry, I have to give you guys a hard time. Uh, <laughs> so, Coach, we'll start with you here. Obviously, new to Fresno Pacific, you were a graduate assistant in 2019, then assumed the head coaching responsibilities. Um, what brought you to Fresno Pacific, and what's kind of kept you here? Yeah, um, first of all, thanks for having us, right? Um, but to answer your question, um, you know, just the opportunity. Opportunity um, to be here in the state of California, you know, um, do do what I love, you know, swimming, obviously, coaching, um, you know, ex-collegiate swimmer, obviously. Um, so I just, you know, figured out, you know, what I want to do for a living, let's put it that way, you know, this opportunity kind of came my way and I decided, you know, just to take it and that's how I ended up being here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that kind of seems exactly the same route that I took when <laughs> I found myself behind the microphone hosting uh, the the Sunbird Sound Off Live. It was something I wanted to do and yeah, I, I ended up by having Mike. So I appreciate that. I mean, I, I respect that. Native of Poland, your roster obviously has some, some international flair. Um, how do you tie that into your recruiting process, recruiting overseas, bringing people here and wanting or getting them to want to come to Fresno? Yeah, no, uh, you know, spot on comment, and, and I'm glad that you're kind of touching on that subject. Um, obviously, I, I think we are in a little bit of advantage. You know, me obviously being a native of Poland, um, you know, our assistants, also uh, not U.S. citizens. Uh, so that kind of helps with, um, you know, recruiting itself. Um, also, we have obviously Jan here, and as you mentioned, you know, plenty, plenty of different uh, international students. Um, I think it just helps me connect with them and kind of, you know, be on the same level and tell them like, hey, I've been in your shoes, right? Like, I, I, I know how this whole thing moving from your home country to U.S. looks and what do you need to do to, you know, pursue your goals and stuff like that. So I can definitely relate to them on that spectrum. And I think it just works in our advantage. But, you know, let's not take out of our, you know, domestic students as well, because we have a pretty strong group of, you know, Californians or, or other other domestic students, as we like to call yeah, them. Yeah, and that's something that's been interesting. Obviously, uh, here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live, we've talked with, you know, sports, you know, across the spectrum of Fresno Pacific. And it is funny that, I mean, you look at women's basketball or men's basketball or, you know, baseball or track and field or cross country. You've got players who aren't from the United States, but then also you've got the hotbed that is the Central <laughs> Valley here, and, you know, you get those local Valley kids. Amen. So how do you balance that, you know, as as a coach when you're recruiting? How do you balance, you know, okay, we're going to look for, you know, someone overseas, but also at the same time, we've got somebody right here on our own backyard? Right, and again, very good question. Um, you know, just to kind of give you the ropes of like how we do it, uh, it all depends on who the person is. Uh, you don't necessarily look on like, hey, are you from Poland or you know Germany or whatnot. Uh, you're looking who you are as a person. Uh, obviously, we call them student athletes, right? So um, it doesn't stop on swimming and actually starts from being a student as I 
kind of mentioned, um, and and just finding the right fit for the program, finding the right fit for you know who we're looking for to upgrade our roster and and to find you know those pieces that will you know mesh with us with with the current students with those that we've recruited and hopefully those that will come in the future. All right, so we'll we'll now bring we'll bring in Ramy here. We'll we'll bring you in because obviously all three of you are here in studio. I'm I'm not going to leave anybody out. Uh, so Ramy, you were named the PCSE Women's D2 Swimmer of the Week. Finished top five in the 1650 freestyle. Top ten in the as my voice cracks, top 10 in the 500 freestyle and the 200 freestyle. Um, so how exactly do you prep as far as distance swimming goes? I've called a couple of swimming and dive meets uh, for Fresno State. I don't think I could do distance. How do you prep for that? <laughs> um, honestly, just a lot of aerobic training. You have to have the mentality for it, too, just to keep going and going. So what keeps you going then? What, what keeps you driving and, and keeps your motivation to, to keep getting better? Um, personally for racing and stuff, I like having a strategy going into it, like breaking up the race as I go, because they are long races. I don't really sprint ever. So with a longer race, I try to split it up into threes almost. Okay. And just try to keep building off of that. Okay. So, and this is something, if you've never been to a swim meet, you, you wouldn't know, but I, again, like I said, I've seen, so, so they have the numbers that they hold down in the pool so that you can see when you're swimming mm -hmm. towards them, what lap you're on. <laughs> and I've always wanted to ask, I've never gotten a chance to interview a swimmer. I've never gotten a chance to ask. So this is my chance. Do you, how, how hard do you pay attention to those numbers and how big of a strat or a part of your strategy is that when you're going back and forth? Um, honestly, I close my eyes almost my turns. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the mile, it just sometimes seeing the numbers hurts a little bit. So, um, yeah, I just, I kind of keep count in my head as well as where I am. But um, when I do try to open my eyes, it's usually in the middle. Yeah, 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 you're you're not looking so to like, see okay. how many more laps yeah. you have left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would trust me. Like I said, I, I couldn't do distance. I wouldn't want to do that <laughs> thing either. All right, so we'll bring in Jan. Jan, the also uh, we've got a handful of accolades here. He was the PCSC Men's D2 Swimmer of the Week. Finished second in both the 200 and the 100 freestyle. Finished fifth in the 50 freestyle, and currently ranks first in the PCSC for the 100 freestyle and second in both. Both the 50 and the 200 Jan you're you're pumping your fist is that something that you're proud about oh yeah of course it's <laughs> a lot of work has gone into this so of course I am all right though so so give the people a little uh, what work has gone into this has has this been a goal uh is this just a stepping stone are you working to try and get better well this is for sure a stepping stone it's just the beginning I mean it's the it's kind of the end of the season but not yet we haven't uh, tapered we haven't done any easy practices. We've been working for months now, not including all the years that we've been working before. So, <laughs> yeah, this is just a stepping stone. So what are the practices like? I, I, I noticed that you looked over and you glanced and uh, you laughed at uh, Ramey over here talking about the practices. What are those practices like? Can you give the folks a little bit of an insight to, uh, uh, you know, maybe a day in the life of, uh, you know, a practice at uh, Fresno Pacific Swim and well, Dive? Fortunately for me, I'm a sprinter. So we do a lot of work, uh, but not a lot of times, unlike uh, Remy, who I respect. Like she wakes up every day for distance which I cannot do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a sprinter does a lot of power work. We do a lot of uh, water. We, we also do a lot of distance. There's just a lot of hours going into it. I don't know. Yeah. 
All right, so now I'll, I'll ask both of you guys. Either one of you c- can weigh in. Which do you think is harder to do, distance or sprinting? Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm just, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, what do you guys think is the most difficult? Can coach answer? No, yes, coach can. No, coach, hop in. Absolutely. Yes, we've got three microphones for a reason. Yes, hop in. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll you know, chip in and obviously give their idea. But, um, you know, not to take up from any groups because we actually have another, you know, mid-distance, as we like to call them. Um, each group is specific and, and we do different things for each group, right? Um, I would say sometimes, you know, it's hard to be a sprinter when you have, uh, you know, a lot of lactate going on and you have to swim fast and, you know, you have a coach not happy yelling at you. It does happen sometimes. <laughs> um, but also, you know, as, as Jan said, you know, hats off for, for you know, distance swimmers because truthfully, you know, if you think about it, sometimes they swim more yards than people walk, right? And, and you know, by let's say 7 a.m., they had that, you know, 6,000 yards, 7,000 yards practice, and you were just waking up. So that's my two cents, but I'll let my uh, swimmers kind of chip in. On yeah, that go ahead, chip in. The the, the floor is your guys'. Go for it. Who, anybody get a step up? Um, I think it, it depends on the day, honestly. Like, yeah, we do a lot of yards, but it doesn't necessarily mean all of the yards are fast. Um, a lot of it's just aerobic base, too, so we're keeping at one pace for a, the majority of an hour um but like for sprinting it has to be so perfect almost for every race there's not a lot of room to mess up whereas like in a distance event i could mess up my dive and still be fine (laughs) (laughs) because i still have like 40 laps to go um but yeah that's what i think of it yeah i mean we in sprint practice we also do a lot of work it's not that we don't do as much it's just we have different kind of work. And so I respect the distance team for the yardage that they do because I personally could never do that. I'm a sprinter, <laughs> so after 50, I'm already gassed. So. <laughs> All right, so so Coach, let's bring you back in here, talk a little bit about the season. You guys are you know kind of at the midway point. You only get one meet here in Fresno. That'll be at Sunnyside coming up a little bit later. But I was reading the uh, an article. You said that you, you had a successful weekend this past weekend at Fresno State when you guys were competing um but you're really focused on the mid-season meet in las vegas um how are you how do you feel that your team uh, is preparing and how do you feel you guys are ready to go compete in vegas yeah i think we've done uh, solid work you know we've, we've been working as Jan said for for months you know and obviously years because uh, they are you know a little bit older students let's put it that way um but you know to go back to your question um you know we've done a tremendous job this past weekend you know just working really hard and and just fine-tuning kind of small things small details um you know it was a prelim final meet here at fresno state which you know again thank you for them for for putting it together um so we are ready to to rest a little bit this is the time for us to kind of you know is um, is swimming, you know, give them a little bit extra rest, you know, see how they feel fresh, like we like to call it. Um, you know, Vegas will be the test number one for us, obviously. Um, then the biggest, I guess, test for, for most of us would be a conference um, to make those, you know, national cuts. Hopefully we'll get some of those cuts this, um, this weekend in Vegas. But we're just working hard, man. Honestly, we're just trying to, uh, you know, do what we do best, which is swimming. Um, obviously finish what we started at the beginning of the year and continue, you know, doing that as best as we can. All right, so we're here with Adrian Alexander, which Ramey Garrido and Jan Balecki. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally butchered that. Bialika. <laughs> um, <so laughs> it's been a rough show for me. Uh, so, uh, Coach, um, 
you know, obviously you're looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, uh, what do you think the expectations are uh, for this team this season? That's a very good question. You know, um, truthfully, we, we obviously shared the expectation for them, whether it's in the pool or, or you know, classroom, because we cannot forget about that. Um, you know, you guys need to understand, as I said, we're student athletes, right? And it's not only about swimming. It's about, you know, graduating them in four years, you know, preparing them for the future, their jobs, you know, careers, whatever they want to do. So um, the expectations, they're both inside and outside of the pool, as I said. Um, sticking strict to sports and swimming, um, you know, obviously we want them to do well, right? We want them to um, get their personal best, season best, um, you know, lifetime best times. Um, that, I would say, is the, the biggest expectation. But, you know, on the other hand, like, I would really like to see them grow, uh, see them, you know, becoming uh, a better person, let's put it that way. And, and you just, you know, reaching their goals and reaching their dreams, because at the end of the day, it's, it's about them. It's not about me. It's not about the coaches. It's about, you know, what they can do with their lives and who they can become in the future. All right, so we're going to bring it back to Ramey and Jan here real quick before uh, we let you guys go. Um, again, like I said, I've called a couple of uh, swim meets at Fresno State, um, and I've noticed that um, th there's a whole lot of yelling on the side of the pool from coaches, from your teammates. Um, and obviously, I know what the purpose of it is. But um, when you guys are out there and you're swimming, and obviously it's going to be different for, for a distance swimmer versus a, a sprint swimmer. Um, so I guess, uh, Ramey, we'll start with you as a distance swimmer. Uh, what, is that, what does that motivation do from your coaches and uh, your teammates on the side of the pool? Well, since I close my eyes on my turn. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know where I'm at. I... I really look for the signals from the coaches, like the sweeping of the hands, the the pump, like you got it, you're doing good, or the the you need to kick more thing, my least favorite one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I really look for them. They're motivating, and then sometimes a little annoying because I know I should be doing something more, but then I'm like, no, I'm also tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, I I can totally understand that. All right, uh, what about what about you, Jan? Well, as a sprinter, I don't really, I can't really see anything <laughs> on the side. So it, I can't see anything. I can't hear anything. I'm so in the zone. Uh, every breath has to be perfect and quick. So it doesn't really matter what anybody shows me. I can't hear them or see them. All right. So, but you all, I mean, obviously you hear them once you finish, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're I, always yeah. there. What's that like when you finish to have the rest of your teammates right there and, and cheering you on? Well, it depends if you finish first or some other position. But <laughs> if you finish first, it's a very nice noise. I like it very much. I would say as a coach, if we're allowed, you know you do well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're not hearing us. You better not come. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay in the pool. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not a bad thing. And apparently, uh, you, you've coached, apparently you've been pretty loud cheering them on because obviously they've racked up a couple of accolades here so far this season. Hey, man, I mean, you can hear my voice. I still, I'm still recovering, you know? <laughs> all right coach well thank you so much also thank you to Ramy and Jan for joining us Fresno Pacific swim and dive they still have some action left to go here this season as they will head down to Bakersfield on Saturday January or I beg your pardon December 17th and 19th it's going to be at UNLV as they will be playing in the U or taking on in the UNLV invite 
insight. Coach, guys, thanks for your time as I stumble through the end of this segment. Thank you so much. Thank thanks for having much. us. Thank you. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up here. You're listening to the Sunbird Sound Off Live on 790 ESPN. Every Wednesday, listen to 790 ESPN as we bring you the Sunbird Sound Off, hosted by Eric Bentley. Tune in for great conversation with coaches and players from Fresno Pacific. As the Sunbirds are on the road, get your fix with the Sunbird Sound Off every Wednesday at 5 p.m. 790 ESPN is your home for every Fresno Pacific men's and women's home basketball games. Back the Birds on 790 ESPN. Sunbird Sound Off live on 790 ESPN. Welcome back here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live as we get ready to wrap things up. Big thanks to our guests here this afternoon. Coach C.J. Haydock of Fresno Pacific Men's Basketball called in. And then just leaving us in studio, we had Adrian Alexander, which the head coach of men's and women's swimming and diving. We were also joined by women's swimming and diving, Ramey Gordillo, and men's swim and dive, Jan Bielecki. Uh, it took me a couple of times to get it right, but I got it right, I promise. And so thank you for all of you guys for coming on the show. We we enjoy the insight. And so real quick before we take off, we'll give you a quick recap of what happened around FPU Athletics here this past week. Again, like I was mentioning, we talked with Coach Haydock. Sunbirds dropped their first two games of the season. The men's basketball team did to Biola and Azusa Pacific, but they will be in action again coming up here uh, on Saturday the 11th against Dominican before coming home on December 17th against Chaminade and we didn't really talk about women's basketball women's basketball also opened Pac West play this past weekend but unfortunately for the Sunbirds they fared the same as the men's they dropped their first game to Viola by 10 and then they dropped their second to Azusa Pacific 93 to 68 but there were a lot of positives to take out of that game for the women's basketball team if you've listened to the Sunbirds sound off live we know that coach Beauregard says that the Sunbirds they they like the shots that they're taking sometimes they just aren't falling and unfortunately for Fresno Pacific that has been the story of the season so far as they look to try and bounce back again just like the men's basketball team does and then like I was saying we were talking with swimming and diving they're going to be headed to Las Vegas coming up to take uh, or rather to take place in that tournament so best of luck to them as well we'll be right back here on 790 espn same time same place on next wednesday 5 p.m for the next edition of sunbird sound off live thanks for tuning in it's been eric bentley and this has been the sunbird sound off live